0: Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. How are you guys doing? I am so glad you've joined me. Today is Thursday, November the 19th. And today you guys maybe didn't know this. It's World Toilet Day. You know, I'm just letting you know, since we're all rushing for the toilet paper, that's actually a thing. It really is. We're going to have a great time today. I'm going to talk about some headlines and encourage you from the word of God. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today. You guys, it's one week to Thanksgiving and uh, I'm just gonna encourage you, you guys can have family over Thanksgiving and keep everybody safe. You really can. Have you guys noticed that I changed my cover photo on my social media to a picture of a turkey with the star from the state of Texas and it says, come and take it. (laughs) Have you guys seen that yet? It's so amazing. So the, the crazy governor of Washington Several days ago on Sunday, issued a bunch of new uh, mandates, a bunch of new orders. I'm telling you guys, as I live and breathe, these are unconstitutional, illegal mandates. And they go so far as to say that no one in Washington can sing in church anymore. We're not allowed to have more than five people at our home at any given time. And they have to be people that are from our immediate family. So I think they said residing in the same domicile. And as I'm reading this stuff and I'm watching what the governor's doing, I keep telling people mandates are not laws. And I've been using the hashtag, we do not consent. And until people stop saying, okay, all right, whatever, uh, we're gonna watch this guy literally cripple the economy here in Washington State. And the same thing is happening in Oregon too. They're crippling our economy and people need to stop uh, listening. They just need to stop listening. So I'm gonna read you a little bit about what uh, Governor uh, Inslee is saying. Uh, basically, they're killing the restaurants. They're gonna close them completely for indoor service. So- um uh, all of our favorite restaurants it's just uh, it's horrible and then outdoor seating for five people like you guys it's a northwest nobody wants to eat outside in november and they know it they've they've closed uh, fitness facilities and gyms uh miscellaneous venues all retail activities and business meetings are prohibited you guys this is communism it's communism and i keep telling people listen do not do not comply do not consent. These guys govern at the consent of the governor. And when we realize, oh my goodness, the, t- the statistics don't back this up, this is garbage. Religious services limited to 25% indoor capacity. Uh, no choir, no band, no ensemble shall perform during the service. Soloists, though, are permitted to perform. Thank you, King Inslee. Thank you so much. Uh, facial coverings must be worn at all times by congregation members and no congregational singing. I'm sorry. Uh, King Inslee, but I don't have a mandate from the governor. I have a mandate from God. And he said, come into my courts with singing and into my courts with praise. We are to lift our voices to the Lord. And there'll be no man that tells us that we can't do that. And so you guys, listen, I know that this is frustrating right now. And that's why I've been telling you guys, have the biggest uh Thanksgiving that you can possibly think of. And praise the Lord for what he's doing. You know, the the Bible teaches us that our confidence is supposed to be in the Lord. Listen to this from Psalm 108. My heart is confident in you, O God. No wonder I can sing your praises with all my heart, even in the middle of the Rona. It doesn't really say that. Verse two, wake up, harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among all the people. And I think sometimes we just, you know, we think about this time last year and I've talked to many of you, I was just talking to a really good friend of mine on the phone uh, just a few minutes ago and she was saying she feels this sadness, you know, and this, this sort of impending heartache. And I think it's a lot of it's because we're exhausted, right? And we're just trying to trudge through the day and do the thing. And my sister was telling me, I think I told you guys, my sister was telling me last week, she said, Heidi, I'm just having a hard time doing the, the normal thing. Having a hard time, you know, getting up and, and getting moving and, and homeschooling and putting, you know, the laundry through and getting the dinner on the table and all the things. And it can be frustrating. And sometimes it feels like nothing's working, right? Your kids are arguing. Uh, I know a whole bunch of you listening to me right now in the shower and you're thinking, I got 15 loads of cold, wet laundry uh, just waiting for me. And you don't have the ingredients necessary to throw dinner in the slow cooker because, and if you go to the store, it's the zombie mask apocalypse. Like here, they've limited the stores now to 25% capacity. So, right before Thanksgiving, you know, lines outside the stores because they won't let them in. And I keep telling these store owners just open up your store, act like a normal human being. And I'm telling you, your business will survive. But we're so frustrated. We feel defeated. We feel discouraged. And I guess I'm gonna encourage you guys the way the Lord's been encouraging me to do the thing that we should always do first. Sit down and open your Bible. Sit down and open your Bible and you're gonna read, my heart is confident in you. You guys, our our confidence is not gonna be in Trump. Trump is not our savior. And whether Trump uh, wins this thing you know, whether, whether he can get to the bottom of all what is so obviously fraud now, if he can get to the bottom of it and win this thing and God has mercy on our nation and we don't get somebody as horrible as Biden and Kamala Harris into the pious office in the land, whether or not that happens, our hope and our confidence is still in the Lord and there's work to be done either way, either way. And as I was reading Psalm 108, you guys, the gentle voice of the Holy Spirit was just convicting me and comforting me. And I knew that there have been moments throughout this whole thing when I've not placed my confidence in God. I place it in my own ability. Surely if I can just talk to enough people. Surely if I can just find the right words or hook up with the right person or, or um, increase the audience so that people can hear the truth, right? But I'm noting that David sang praises not because of the confidence he had in himself or what his own ability was, but because he had confidence in God. And I think if my list of sorrows is long, if my list of challenges is long, surely King David's was longer. And yet the Bible records that he started off his day by thanking God for all he had done. David's confidence moved him to thank God among all the people as he greeted the day with a song, no matter what King Insley tells you. And I had, I was thinking about, you know, I was just coming down. My husband and I have been praying with our kids. We try to do it as many mornings of the week as we can, just sitting down with our children and praying with them. And I have been so blessed listening to the praises of my children lately and the way that they talk to God. This is growing them up. This is growing them up. And I want to be able to focus their attention on the one who can give them all the confidence that they need. And so as you guys think about your day today, I'm just gonna encourage you to consider the life of David because when our confidence is in Christ and not in an election or not in making sure that an outcome is correct or even fair, right? We can relax because we know that God will give us the direction when we need it. And when we find our confidence in God, we can start our day with singing and we can teach our children to do the same. It matters. You guys, the Lord of heaven's armies, God specializes in the impossible. He really does. He specializes in it. Think about all of the situations that you have have encountered in your life and all the situations that we read about in the Bible where things just seemed absolutely impossible. And God says, all right, now, now I can do the work I wanted to do. Now I can be seen as the one who is the maker of heaven and earth and the one who is worthy of your worship and your praise. That's what he wants to do. He specializes in the impossible. You guys, America is not our ultimate home, right? We're just passing through. Aren't you glad? I don't know about you guys, but I'm glad. I seek a city to come. My home is in heaven and we're just passing through. We're just passing through. So I'm gonna encourage you tonight, your confidence in the Lord. God specializes in the impossible. He really does. I was reading uh, on Monday, I think it was, uh, reading Todd Starnes. If you guys aren't following him, he'd be a good one to follow. Todd Starnes has this thing called the Toddcast and uh, he was, talking about what's happening with Vogue magazine. If you guys watch this, so this dude named Harry Styles, he's a former boy band singer, which, you know, alert, <laughs> right, right off the top, right? Uh, he's a he's a former boy band singer. And uh, apparently, well, not apparently, this is actually happening. He's making national headlines right now, not because of his singing voice, but in the fashion world. Why? Why, you ask? Huh? You guys, this is my best Scooby. Did you like it? He was the first man to grace the cover of Vogue magazine. Actually, that's not right. Uh, Bruce Jenner was the first man to grace the cover of Vogue magazine. So Todd Starnes, I just wanna correct you on there. But he says, this is the first man, Harry Styles, to grace the cover of Vogue magazine. He was also wearing, wait for it, a dress. And uh, Mr. Styles says that society should dismiss the idea that there are clothes for men and clothes for women. He went on to say that wearing ladies' garments is, quote, amazing. And uh, Vogue magazine prides itself in being the industry leader when it comes to fashion and style. And frankly, they're a disgusting magazine. I haven't followed them or watched them for years. But if they have their say, you guys, hairy legged men with burly chests are going to be painting the town red in Gucci gowns and matching handbags. And really, the culture is dying right now. We're watching it all around us. You know, we're studying the book of Revelation over at Momstrong International. And I've been, you know, I'm a little bit ahead because I'm writing the study. Ahead of where the women are at right now, but you can see as things get to you know get moving that the world just continues and continues and continues to unravel, and that's what God says is going to happen. That's literally what He says is going to happen. Nothing, you guys. the, The I just think the return of the Lord is imminent because as I watch the news and I'm just looking at what I see with my own eyes, we are in a terrible condition. And I can see judgment looming. Nothing is sacred anymore, not life, not marriage, not sex, not even our freedom. And at the end of time, in the end days, the Bible tells us that man will be given over completely to his own desires and things will be as they were in the days of Noah. And the more I study God's word, the more convinced I am. And I'm just gonna encourage you that we, meaning the true church, I don't think that we're gonna be here for the tribulation. You guys can join me at MomStrong International and see why I think that. Um, and as I look around, I am more and more sure of the return of the Lord. I think it's very near. He could come for us today. Are you guys ready? Ready yourself as a bride who waits for her, for her bridegroom. He's coming. He's coming. And while the Bible teaches, I believe that we won't be here for the tribulation, it doesn't exempt us from persecution and suffering. And as the world grows darker, God's people are gonna be coming under, I think, tremendous scrutiny. And I'm gonna encourage you to continue to look for Jesus because as we've seen, as we study Revelation, God rewards faithfulness, especially during times of trial, especially then. As we look at these uh these men dressing up in in dresses, it's a direct assault on cultural norms. And people say, well, uh, this is the culture, the culture changes, but it's more than that. The Bible teaches us that God has a lot to say about male and female. God created us in his own image. That's Genesis 127. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created him. It's a big deal, this idea of male and female. God's not into gender fluidity because that's not how he created us. That is absolutely not what God says that we are to be. In Romans chapter one, the Bible talks about uh, God giving people who are walking in sin over to to, uh, degrading passions. And then he goes on to talk about homosexuality, women exchanging their natural desires for the that which is unnatural. This is God saying, this isn't cool. This isn't how I made you. Gender fluidity is an assault against the creator. And they're gonna try to get you to embrace it in the name of social justice. The left in this nation wants you to believe that there's no such thing as male or female. They want you to believe that you actually exist on some sort of spectrum. But God said, there is no spectrum. I made you male and female in my image. Right now, the left wants to create a society where it's perfectly acceptable uh, for young girls to start dressing like boys. The left says it's totally, totally normal if cousin Leroy meanders through the Walmart uh, uh, unmentionable section, right? It's crazy. Todd Stard said that he conducted an informal survey on his Facebook page asking women about the characteristics they look for in a man. You guys want to see what they are? Overwhelmingly, They want a man who could provide for their family and carry them out of a burning building. Overwhelmingly, American women don't want to be in a situation where their kids are saying, hey, mommy, why is daddy wearing a dress? And uh, Candace Owens, who's a hero of mine, a conservative commentator, said that Vogue's cover is a direct attack on manhood and masculinity, which it is. There is no society that can survive without strong men, she wrote on Twitter. She also warned that it's no coincidence that the attack on manhood is happening while the nation embraces Marxism. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our man at the same time Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It's an outright attack. Bring back the men bring back the men. We need him. God said he created them for a specific purpose. Men and women are different. And I don't know about you guys, but I celebrate the differences between men and women. I celebrate. It's one of the things I've told you guys for months here at the podcast that breaks my heart more than anything else about the Rona is watching bearded, muscly men walking around with masks on their faces, subservient to uh, to mandates that have no constitutional backing and no scientific reality to back them up. Where are the men? Where are the men? We're desperate for them. And actually, you know, the women, have a, we're, we are a lot to blame for this, right? Because we've been working overtime trying to feminize our men and tell them they need to apologize for their masculinity. I told you, i have I've seen, you know, whenever a man goes out of his way to open the door for me, I go out of my way to let him do it. And I will always say, thank you very much. And women who understand the preciousness of men in our society will embrace the masculinity of men. It doesn't matter how many women say they want to go on the front lines in the combat. Most of us know we wouldn't last two seconds out there because it's not what we were made for. And to embrace God's idea of male and female is to embrace a culture that will actually thrive, right? God knew this about men. He knew we needed each other. In Genesis two, uh, God says, it's not good for man to be alone. I'm gonna make a helper that's fit for him. And here are the women, we don't need your help. Uh, Yes, we do. (laughs) Men need us and we need them and we're different. And it's good. And it's good because God made it that way. And right now you're looking at an absolute 100% assault on masculinity. Really Vogue magazine who's saying, this is the first time we've had a man on the cover. You guys, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna continue to take exception because no, the first man I told you before was Bruce Jenner uh, wearing a corset saying, call me Caitlin. And we all remember that. So hang in there, you guys. I'm just going to encourage you, like I've been doing for the last, you know, six, seven months now. I guess it just, this thing just keeps dragging on and on and on. Take your mask off. Stop playing the game. Don't let them lock you down again. The numbers aren't there. The pandemic is actually over. What's happening to our country right now is a takeover that is happening right in front. We're watching it, literally watching it play out every day. The demasculization of our men. You know, I posted on one of my social media accounts the other day that hardly anyone can see because they've shadow banned me. But I posted an image of young men in their 20s, you know, jumping out of U-boats, storming the beaches of Normandy. And the headline of that, of that picture said, you know, these were men jumping out of U-boats, facing certain death and they were running headlong into it. And the picture below was a, a man in a suit with a mask on hiding behind an office chair. That's where we are. Moms, raise your sons to be men. Teach them the value of their masculinity. Teach them to defend and honor women. Women, teach your daughters how precious men are. This this sadness, and we'll talk about this more, uh, I think on the Monday, uh, next Monday's podcast, but talking about transgenderism and the lie of transgenderism, what it's doing to our kids. And I promise you guys, as God is my witness, if Biden gets into the White House, the assault on our children via the vehicle of assault, which is mainly the public schools right now, will be uh, fast and furious. We need to be paying attention to what's going on. Speaking of paying attention to what's going on, I wanna thank you guys so much for uh, reaching out to us and for your donations that continue to come in through uh, the podcast. You guys have been encouraging us so much. And I i mean, it, there, there's not enough... Uh, bandwidth, I don't think even in my head to just say thank you for for doing that. My husband and I and our family have been very, very blessed and encouraged just watching what God is doing, sustaining us like only he can. I mean, the, really, given what is going on, you know, in my normal everyday life uh, right now with my speaking season being completely obliterated, uh, we shouldn't have any money. <laughs> and the Lord has just been so faithful and he's doing it through you guys. So thank you very much for that. I wanted to say thank you to Ashley. Uh, Ashley donated last week from Portland, Oregon. Ashley, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Also, Amanda from uh, Wisconsin. I was gonna try to say the name of your city, Amanda, but then I realized I can't actually do it. Uh, Dina from Plano, Texas. Thank you so much for your donation. We so appreciate that. Uh, Corey from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. You guys, thank you. Uh, We just, we can't say it enough. We are so grateful um, Carrie from Surprise Arizona, all of those donations that come in are helping us do what God's asked us to do. And we're watching the Lord provide, not only for me, but for the staff of about um eight people now that work for us. And at the beginning of this, I was like, oh my goodness, Jay, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna keep these guys uh employed? And and the Lord is doing it. And so I just wanted to say thank you. We notice it, we appreciate it, we read all of your um your reviews for the podcast over at iTunes and all the book reviews that you're leaving, all of those things really are helping us to uh, stay out here encouraging you. And I hope you guys are encouraged. I hope that you're blessed as well. All right, you guys, that's it for me today. I'm out of time, but I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Make sure that you remind your children today that their confidence is in the Lord and sing about it. Sing at the top of your lungs. The Lord loves it. When we praise his name, he inhabits the praise of his people. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.